This is the Doctor Who Podcast, and you are most welcome. Welcome to the Doctor Who Podcast, where we, as so many hundreds of thousands of people, have just discovered that Peter Capaldi is the new Doctor Who. Yes, what concerns me slightly is that it's not me, but that's all right. That's the way time works. I just look at the door. Okay, hello everybody. <laughs> you may have gathered. Tommy's here today. Hello, Tom. Hello. And hello, Stephen. Hello. No preamble. Peter Capaldi, are we pleased or not pleased? Uh, I'm very excited. I, I, I couldn't be more pleased with this choice. I think Peter Capaldi is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I was hoping for an older doctor. We got an older doctor and, and he's a fan. Uh, it's brilliant. It's inspired. It's inspired. It's great. No, I, I and I'm in exactly the same camp. I think, given how many actors' names have been mentioned over the last few weeks or, or months or so, I mean, I, I didn't know who any one of them was. <laughs> I had no idea who they were. And the one person who I thought, oh, I know him, has got the job. And I have to say, I think it's going to be a fantastic experience watching the show transition from Matt Smith to one of the oldest actors who's ever played a doctor. Do you know he's going to be exactly the same age as William Hartnell was when he took on the role in 1963? And there's a certain symmetry about that in the 50th anniversary year. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think I read that as well. That's uh, It's great. It's great. Uh, I, I almost don't know what to say because I'm just Whoa. so pleased. Oh, no, me too. I mean, it does concern me somewhat. I mean, everybody was surprised that Stephen Moffat didn't leave when Matt Smith was going to leave. And I wonder whether he thought Capaldi might be persuaded for a 12-month contract or so and then they could both go together. I mean, make no mistake about it, Peter Capaldi is a star. He is not a nobody. Um, And even if you hadn't seen him on British television very much, this is a guy who's incredibly successful um and you could say that his his stature is, is is greater than christopher eccleston's when he took on the role so i i just don't think for a second that he would have signed a three-year contract what 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 what, what i find interesting about this is have you all seen the the name of his character in world war z yes he's the world <laughs> health organization doctor <laughs> yes how does that read exactly oh hang on i'll get this in a minute who doctor? Oh, yeah. Carry the one, carry the one. <laughs> Incredible. But uh, I-, I wonder whether or not his tenure as Who Doctor is going to be equally as long as Doctor Who. We shall see, we shall see. We shall see. Um, well, what, what can we say? Are we excited? Are we pleased? Are we happy? Oh, immensely. Immensely. I, I don't think there's any doubt there. I think he looks the part. I think he's a massive difference to Matt Smith. I think he allows the writers to write different stories, um, you know, hopefully similar stories to that which we saw with the older Doctors of, of the past. I think it's an incredibly brave piece of casting, I have to say. And the real question is now whether the new fans are going to go with this new portrayal, this new incarnation of the Doctor, because he is so different from the three incarnations just to look at. You know, it's 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 virtually a different character. I think he's going to have real difficulty persuading people he's the same character. I have no doubt he'll do it because he is amazing. But I, I can't wait to see this now. Well, it's what is wonderful about the show is that he is going to be so different, and and we we sh- it should be that way, right? That this the show should change, and and uh, with the Doctor, and and uh, and that's what's so exciting about it is because he's. He, I have no doubt that he's going to convince people either. And the new fans who don't understand it, who just want some, you know, young, cute guy, you know, running around. Well, whatever, you know, 
they can go. <laughs> They've got Supernatural. They don't need to stay with Doctor Who anymore. So, totally. Uh, <laughs> well, this, this, that's a, that's a, that, that's a really interesting comment. One of the things I wonder is whether or not this is 1969 again. I mean, one of the things we can look at is to think about Doctor Who in terms of a reboot. Now, I'm thinking about this is this this is for some people. This is the fourth Doctor we've had. <laughs> And I wonder how exactly that's going to sit. You know, I, I wonder if this is going if this is going to be the slower, more authoritarian, more uh, older, uh, older Doctor. How is how is how is this going to work? Because- I think he looks like Peter Cushion. <laughs> he does. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. 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 he he may well bring that kind of. Uh, Portrayal. I wonder whether or not what we're seeing here is the presentation of a more authoritarian, more traditional, more conservative doctor. Here he is. We shall see. I, I wonder as well. I mean, I, what I can imagine is that everyone else who is starred in The Fires of Pompeii is ringing their agent right now. Why aren't I coming back to this show? Um, because, as, as listeners, you probably know already, Peter Capaldi has been in Doctor Who. He was in The Fires of Pompeii, and he was all, also in Torchwood, uh, playing a character called John Frobisher. And again, if you want to see this guy's range, just watch The Fires of Pompeii and the episodes of Children of Earth that Capaldi was, was in a lot. And... There you have it. You have his entire CV almost because he's 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 brilliant at creating new characters. I already have my friend on uh, a friend on Twitter freaking out like, how are they going to explain this? He's already played characters in Torchwood and Doctor Who. I'm like, Maxel, one word, Maxel. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. But guys, I, I, I'd say this like, again. Was there anybody? It's not as if there's anybody else in the episode who showed up in Doctor Who again. It'll be easy. It's not. That's not an issue, surely. Okay, let's talk about the show and how this announcement was presented to the world this time. And uh, let's start off, let's go back in time quickly. Thursday afternoon, rumours surfaced on Twitter and Facebook, social media, lots of things I don't know how to use, that there was going to be another big announcement at midnight UK time. And we've heard that many, many times in the past. And frankly, I'm in bed most of the time, all right? I do not stay up to listen to these things or to read them. Most people had guessed what it was. It was leaked by the Metro and lots of other reporters and news sites decided to take that as a green light to publish early. So I did get to see that the announcement was going to announce a 30-minute show that in itself was going to announce the 12th Doctor, such as this crazy media age we, we, we live in. And of course, we're now not going to get to see the 12th Doctor on screen for a very long time, one would imagine. Well, 12 months at least. I mean, At least 12 months, precisely, yeah. Um, so why on earth, after all of this pomp and ceremony, why didn't they just wait and let us see the new Doctor on screen at Christmas? Because this is irrelevant. Yeah, not not irrelevant. It's impossible. And um, by the time Capaldi's feet has filmed his first scenes, there'll be people on set That's looking. Not until January. Not until the new year, Tom. But even but, but even even still, you know, this, this, this is a different world of making television, uh, and we have different levels of expectation. People want to know. People want to see. People want to hear. People want to. And I, I have to I have to be honest. At three o'clock this afternoon, I was thinking. I want to know whoever it is has to be in the studio now. He knows who he is, and so on and so on. So yeah, we we, we have to know. And to be honest, I, I the only thing which is which is denied to us 
and not even denied to us. But the only thing which we don't know is how is he going to play the role? Oh, I know, I know. And, and deep down, I do know you're right. I know this is the world we live in now, but something inside of me thinks this is the best chance they were ever going to get to spring a regeneration on us without us knowing. And they yeah. decided not to even attempt it. And I can't help but be a little bit disappointed by that. I think that they, I think that Moffat wanted that. I, I really, truly believe that that Moffat wanted a surprise regeneration to happen. But the BBC cannot keep anything under wraps. I mean, Peter Capaldi was the top was the was the top choice in, with the bookies uh, three days ago. So it's not it's not like this was even uh, uh, that big of a surprise when he walked out. It's like okay, it was him. It was either him or Dana Rigby. Pretty much everyone was feeling <laughs> it was one of those two. So. So it, it, they just they can't keep anything under wraps, and and I'm sure, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure Moffat is, you know, this is one of his biggest frustrations because I think that he really did want to make it a surprise. They've known about Matt leaving since before yeah. they even filmed Asylum of the Daleks, right? Since so yeah, so they yeah. I mean, before they they started filming Seven, so they've known for a very long time. I believe that this person has been cast for a very long time. I think that um, I think that probably the plan was to announce Matt leaving and the new and who the new Doctor was at the same time. And that didn't happen uh, because of that that email leak, just leak after leak after leak, and and uh, you know the the best that they could do was to have this big huge uh, television event to 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 make the announcement. Leaks are everywhere within the BBC at the moment. You're right; they don't seem to be able to organise anything in a structured way. And I do wonder why. Well, I do wonder if that's the reason why we got this huge announcement. I mean, this is the biggest pomp and ceremony we have ever seen. And it's quite ironic, isn't it? Because the people who like watching these live entertainment shows, generally we wouldn't consider to be the same as those who enjoy sci-fi or, or, or Doctor Who. So it's it's clearly not a programme put on the television to appeal to Doctor Who fans. Uh, and maybe it is just a way that they, uh, the marketing department are trying to draw different viewing uh, different viewers into the show but for me uh, despite me disliking it intently Doctor Who has only been on our screens for a very few number of episodes this year um, the majority of people have been slightly disappointed by them as well there's been a couple of corkers but now we get the biggest ceremony ever to say Doctor Who Doctor Who you know it, it's kind of just uh, it just doesn't feel 100% correct. Having said that, having said that, and having just sat through and watched it not more than half an hour or so ago, they did it a really, really good way. It was the best way to do it. Zoe Ball wasn't cringeworthy. She wasn't embarrassing. Yes, they had some really strange so-called celebrity fans well, talking about the yes. show. And Rufus Hound, how close was he to blowing it by saying Peter Eccleston? I... I if only he'd said Peter Capaldi, how would they have pulled that off on live television? How would they have rescued that? So I have a question. Was I supposed to know who any of those people were besides Peter Davison and, <laughs> and, uh, and Bernard Cribbins? Because I'm like, why? I mean, I know who Zoe Ball is and I know she's a big fan, but uh, the rest of the people are like, who the heck are these people? Like, why, why do I care what they have to say? Bring it on already. Just tell me. And nobody, no wait, but nobody who makes the show was actually there. No Moffat, no Matt, no Jenna. Nobody actually showed up to the show except for these people that nobody cared about. Well, I think the thing that I, I think you highlight a very important point here. Doctor Who is, is has become less less of a um, a a thing that happens right in front of your face, but more more of a, but it's more of a cultural event. When we think of people like Peter Capaldi, things like the, shows like The Thick of It 
um, map directly to shows like Yes Minister, which have a huge impact and weight inside B- uh, BBC TV and within the uh, and within the understanding of television of of, uh, of any average TV viewer or, me- or media scholar. Uh, when we think of t- when we think of Doctor Who, we think of uh, Yes Minister, we think of Yes Prime Minister. There is an accession going on there. Um, when we think of Peter Capaldi, to to think of somebody that has moved from um, a, cam- a what, what is understood to, to us to be a cameo performance to be one of the leading performances in television, i.e., the character of the Doctor. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It's a massively huge deal. Um, and okay, Rufus Hound, he is a fan. He and Rufus Hound, rep, rep, Rufus Hound represents us. He gets it wrong. Um, if, if for those of you who don't know, go and ha- go go and check out Rufus Hound on YouTube. Um, but he has a Dalek tattoo, and he know he knows his Doctor Who, and he's contemporary. He he is one of us, but he got it wrong. He got it so wrong. But then again, he's excited because it's a big deal. The, the the reveal of the new Doctor is a big deal. And here he is. Here he is. Peter Capaldi. He's current. He's new. He's strange. He's unusual. He's the older Doctor. He's the Gravitas Doctor. We don't know what we're going to get. And do you know what? That's all cool too. How do we know what we're going to get? We don't. How do we feel what we're going to get? We don't know. Um, so much of TV is based on, oh yeah, well I, I'm an insider. I, I have this information. But do you know what? We don't know about John Hurt. We don't we didn't know about Peter Capaldi and we do not know how he's going to play the part. This is exciting. TV um, has gone from this place where it was an event, where it was present, remediated. It was not supposed to be something that happened in real time. But now... It absolutely is. We have an older Doctor. We have a more, uh, what can we say? We have a more mature Doctor. We have Capaldi is a great actor in the same way that William Hartnell was before he was cast. So, yes, we have a brand new Doctor. We have a brand new um, show. We have a brand new way of looking at the, uh, the, at the the presentation of the Doctor. It's 1969. Things have changed and, uh, well... We'll see what comes in the next te- in the next eighteen to twenty four months. But you you are right. R- Rufus Hound is a massive fan, and he actually came across quite well. I thought, despite the fact, despite the fact that he just made two big bloopers. Um, what I thought was interesting, again, apart from Zoe Ball, everybody else said their favourite Doctor was the one other than the guy sitting on the couch next to them. And uh, the the reason why I think we've got it on television right now on a, in prime time because it's a light entertainment show with a light entertainment budget with considerably less than a drama budget yeah, yeah. but having said that i still like it there i still love the profile doctor who has got now a quick word Stephen. this was sim- simulcast is that's a new word i've had to learn over the last couple of weeks or so it, there was a little glitch at the beginning so we missed like the first uh, maybe minute or two but uh um but uh but it worked really well and is that accessible to everybody now is it about three tiers down the cable structure it's a it's a couple tiers down but uh i think i think most people most people have it it's not it's not really it's not basic but uh yeah so it's still a huge improvement on on whatever we've had in the past then uh it's amazing i i can't believe that we actually that they actually did it and showed it at the same time and and i can only imagine that this is a test for the 50th episode so what would you like to see what would you like to see from this new man Oh boy, I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know. Um, I just. I just think it's. It's just such a change that was that was needed. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, 
I, I just, I'm just waiting to see what's what, what's on screen. Can't wait to find out what he's wearing. A very quick question: Have we missed a chance with the casting of a white male doctor? Should it have been a black female person? Have we missed a chance? That's a final question, isn't it? That's a final question and a half. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I. I will say that I don't think any opportunity is being missed. I think we got the right man at the right time. Yeah, I, I, this Moffat Moffat just said to someone that there was only ever one name on on the list. So I, I, I you know, he picked he picked who he wanted for the part for the story that he wants to tell, and that's all that I need to know. Well, all I can say is, ladies and gentlemen of the Octave Podcast, although Peter Capaldi has been cast, you are able to see that. Um, there was one other. There was one other who came very, very close to taking the main role this evening. And we are privileged this evening to bring you the audition tapes of, well, well, one other actor and, of course, the fantastic companion. And to see what you think about the reason that I was indeed not cast. Until, the, until next week, good evening. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right then. Uh, okay. Uh, eyesight. Not bad. A bit blue. Ears. Not pointy. Right way up. Uh, more or less level. Face. Okay, well, uh, uh, I've got one. Okay. How long is. Ah, no. I I've deleted French. Plus, uh, all of the cookery skills and the breaststroke and uh, hopping. Hop. Okay. Oh, never mind hopping. Who needs to hop? Uh, uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, kidneys. The kidneys are interesting. Never mind. Never had that before. Interesting kidneys. Are you all right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do I look all right? I don't know. How's how's the face? Seems all right from the inside. Nice action. Oh, responsive. Bit less heft on the chin. H how is it? <laughs> it's it's okay. <laughs> Just okay. It's a bit. You know. Well, no, I don't. I, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's just new. Have you changed height? No. You're sure? It's you. Your height. You're the one who's changed. Ooh, Ooh look at your nose. <laughs> what about my nose? Well, it was really cute. I loved your nose. You should have kept it. I did. It's the same nose. It's the same all of me. You're the one who's regenerated, whatever you call it. Are you wearing a smell? Do you mean perfume? Well, I suppose it could be perfume. You've always liked that perfume. You said so. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. That was the doctor. You're the doctor. Yes. Yes, I suppose I am. <laughs> That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, it really is. You've been listening to the Doctor Who podcast with James, Tom and Stephen. 
Peter Capaldi sent his apologies. Sorry, guys. You can find more episodes of this show at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care. Hyperactive puppy. Drop dead gorgeous. It could be a disaster. <laughs>